When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Choke Vember, Seth Jones and Nick Felino sit down with us. Connor McDavid sits down with his thoughts, and they're not good. International play gets terrible. We want the Canucks helmets right now. Press every button you can. Chaos. <laughs> It's Tuesday on What Chaos, two days until U.S. Thanksgiving. David Bean, Peter Blackburn. Pete, welcome to Choke Vember, buddy. That's right. Everybody choked last night. <laughs> Everybody did choke last night. That was, it was a one hell of a night for hockey, which thank God, because no games tonight. No games on the schedule Tuesday night. Thanks a lot, real Gary Bettman. <laughs> uh, very weird. Very weird. I feel like Wednesday should be the day where there's like maybe one game. And then, you know, Tuesday should be the day where you're stacking the schedule. Not the case, but uh, in any case, Monday's action was awesome. There was a lot of action. A lot of, we could say that it was Chokevember. You could say that it was uh, Comeback Monday. We're, we try not to be. It's a new podcast. We're a pretty negative podcast because we always do hone in on like who chunked it last night. Uh, The list is long. But you could also, this could also be a positive. We could say, hey, congratulations to the Predators and to the Flames and to the Lightning and who else? I think, so I, uh, there are, uh, there are, you know, the, the, I don't know if the Predators deserve it because the the Avalanche just puked all over themselves last night. Oh. Kale McCarr just forgot how to play hockey in like the last 30 seconds, which was crazy. Um but like the lightning deserve the credit. The lightning had a nice strong effort yes. in the final 30 seconds of that game. Uh, great play by Victor Hedman to keep it at the blue line. Nikita Kucherov, unreal backhanded pass to Steven Stamkos. Like they deserve to win that game. And those are guys. Those right. are like yeah. real guys like, that. No, no disrespect to like Jakob Trenin, but hmm. it was like, it wasn't the most well-earned goal. So the Lightning came back, uh, beat the Bruins in overtime. They scored in the final five seconds, won in overtime. That's not the story there, though, Pete. You Mm -hmm. know what the story is? What's the story? Uh, The Bruins broke the goalie rotation. It's true. This was the first time all season the Boston Bruins didn't play. Not a Bruins podcast. A goalie every other night. And the first time they do it, they lose. Yeah, but Jeremy Swayman was good, man. Jeremy Swayman played pretty well. You tell me. Are, are the fire up the discussion? Has Jim Montgomery lost his cool? <laughs> is he caving? Is he panicking? Is he right? He's picked a guy. Yeah. Lena Solmark is now the backup of the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. How will Jeremy Swayman handle the pressure of being the uh, the bell cow? The reigning Vezina winner has been Bench. benched, folks. Wow. Healthy scratched. Damn. So that's the uh, Bruins. Also in real news, Milan Lucic uh, today. 
his arraignment, I think, was supposed to be Monday, and then it became Tuesday. He pled not guilty uh, in his domestic. It was he pled not guilty to abusing his wife. His next hearing will be January? A, in January, and they have said it can be a video. Okay. Hearing. Interesting. Which uh, the stupid hockey brain of mine was like. All right, so what does that mean for potential punishment? Right, it can't be more than five games. I mean, depending on what shakes out here, it could be a lot more than five games. Uh, Rangers blow a 2-0 lead, give up five goals in the third period. Couldn't happen to a better owned team. That's right. Suck a James That was tough. The Rangers uh, Rangers have been awesome to start this season. Not awesome last night, especially in that third period. And we uh, hit on the avalanche, giving up two goals in the final 38 seconds of the game. I, if you haven't seen it, if you didn't catch it last night, highly recommend going back and looking at what happened to the avalanche last night because it, it really did feel like a glitch in the system. And I saw a lot of avalanche fans being like, this team is driving me crazy this year. And I haven't, like, admittedly, I haven't been, been paying, like, a ton of close attention to the Colorado. Famously, has been talk about out. them on the pod. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it seems like Avalanche fans are really frustrated with how inconsistent the team has been. Like, they're either awesome on any given night or they, like, puke all over themselves, apparently. And you saw a little bit of both last night. The... the, the the extent to which they puked on themselves in the final minute of that game is absolutely worth going out of your way to watch. It was incredible. I can't help but notice we talk about the Avalanche winning a game against the Stars and what happens? They lose. Right. Was that game or their dominant win over the Ducks, was that their Stanley Cup? <laughs> we haven't done that with a team yet. What is accused something of being their Stanley Cup? Well, I've That's said several times already talk. that this is my Super Bowl. Yeah, I've so been doing had the big... like three Super Bowls <laughs> so far. Is uh, is Wednesday going to be your Super Bowl? The Blackhawks and uh, Blue Jackets game? Could that be a? It's not going to be my Super Bowl. I'm definitely going like to be interested. Bowl? I'm definitely going to be tuned. The Puppy Bowl is a good way to put it. Hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to be tuned into that game. We have. Seth Jones and Nick Foligno uh, coming up w- in interview later in this episode. Seth Jones not has not scored a goal yet this season, correct? Correct. And a lot of the this was taped the same time that we did our Connor Bedard interview, as you'll be able to hear in it. And I was really hoping Seth Jones would not score a goal before this because there is first goal talk mm-hmm. in there. Still hasn't gotten it. I I'm gonna go out almost and say, scored Sunday, and I was gonna be real pissed. I am going to hammer Seth Jones anytime goal on Wednesday night against the Blue Jackets, and it's all I'm going to be rooting for on Wednesday night. Are the Flames galvanized? Because the Kraken also blew a lead. They gave up the tying goal with four minutes left and lost in overtime. Dan Vladar made a nice save in OT. Maybe future Oilers goaltender. Probably not, but you think so? No, but I, that was the guy that I threw out there as like, hey, maybe he's the fix if you if you want to go out and make like a minor goaltending move. Dan Vladar. Why Dan not? Vladar is like the Jacoby Brissett of right. NHL goals, except he's not as well traveled. Uh, correct, right? Yeah. It, it, it does feel like he's, uh, but I, I mean, in the like, I want to go from team to team 
kind of like Larry David with the do you respect wood thing. <laughs> I want to ask every GM, like, you think Dan Vladar is a pretty good goalie, right? They and should. I, I'm not yeah. sure what their answer would be. I would hope it would be yes. I think I a mean, bunch of them would be like, yeah. I think that like he is a um, like his ceiling's pretty limited, but he's like very solid. He's a guy that that you can trust as uh, as the number two. Let me uh, let's pull up his goals against average by year. So last year, I mean. He's been cheeks. I'm realizing maybe they really? should be like he's not very good. And I mean, like, I don't the, know. The and Flames were very good last year, so right. But he has an 8.68 save percentage wow. this year, 8.95 last year, 9.06 in, and this is as like the backup-ish goaltender. Yeah. So that's you're still not facing like, that's the still best pretty stunning. I, I feel like every time I watch Dan Vladar, he's pretty good. I hate that I've uncovered that Dan Vladar kind of stinks <laughs> by trying to uh, champion him. <laughs> right. Apologies to uh, Dan Vladar and apologies to us if we told you that things were going to be turned around in Edmonton. I don't think any of us said that, right? You for sure said that. I said... You were hammering that drum hard. Oh, I said... You know what? I said once they started an AHL-ish bozo and Calvin Pickard started last night, Oilers... Lose. They are two two and zero under Chris Knobloch. There was a four on four sequence in last night's game against the Panthers that was so horrifying. <laughs> Evander Kane gave the puck away. Uh, it was Mikola um, goes the other way and has like a Bobby Orr esque rush. And if you know Nico McCola in his game, that is not part of his game. He is supposed to be the kind of lumbering, slow, uninteresting defenseman. <laughs> yeah. And he looked like Bobby Orr. How many how many Oilers players fell down on that sequence? Uh, like there were two, four on the ice. There were four on the ice. Two fell down, but emotionally, <laughs> Evander Kane also fell down big time. <laughs> the Oilers bench like probably brain, fell down. He... He, I've been, uh, I, I, do you know the Adam Friedland guy? You know him. I've I watched a couple of his episodes recently. I'm so mad inside right now. Because you told me about I, him. I told you about him. But to the viewers, uh, I'm, I'm distracted by him. When he interviews, he looks, it looks like his head, he looks like a baby is like kind of falling down and falling off. <laughs> yeah, his proportions aren't normal. That's I th that's kind of what Evander Kane did at the beginning of that sequence. He would okay. just like kind of turn to, he was like, I might sort of have a scoring chance. I'm going to turn into a baby and <laughs> then it goes the other way. But that was a, there have been a lot of holy shit Oilers moments. That might be the number one. That would Holy be like, shit Oilers play this season. That would be like the summation of the season. Yeah. I, I mean, the Oilers obviously not having a good time still. You can see it uh, in Connor McDavid's face after every game. I swear to God, that guy just like loses a little bit of life behind his eyes after every loss. I'm f I am I feel like Connor McDavid and we'll play the uh, the interview clip with uh, Mark Spector. Asking supposedly a question. it was Spectre. It definitely set off a chain of events. If it wasn't Spectre, I feel very bad for Spectre. Hey, you want to want to play that now? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Got that. Let's play that now. Defensively, you guys are struggling. Offensively, you got a couple tonight, but the power play struggling. Like, are you better off to try to win this thing four-one or try to win it seven-five? You love this question, but um, I've answered it so many times. We're trying to keep the puck out of our net, obviously. 
Um, that's our main focus, and obviously we haven't done that, again, for a number of different reasons. Um, so um, we're always trying to uh, defend. Um, yeah. I loved that answer because you just got like a little sassy off the top. It was like, you love this question. Just keep asking it. Uh, but like we've talked about it. McDavid is, is like wearing his frustrations on his face. He has, he has like that sort of that presidential impact. Oh, yeah. Where it's like you age 10 years and four years. We said that. Did uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 uh, great minds. Uh, we said that of like this is his eighth year or ninth year or whatever. Yeah. So he's officially got the you've served okay. two terms. You went in looking great. He doesn't look like shit now, but he but definitely he looks, looks like he's served some hard years right. out there in Edmonton. Okay, now I'm remembering this conversation. But yeah, you, you can see that he's wearing it. You can see that he the frustration's mounting. Uh, at this point, I'm almost waiting for like, there's going to be a Connor McDavid snaps moment. And at some point, he is going to be so pissed off that he's going to snap. And I'm just going to wait for like the nuclear bomb to blast the top of his skull off of his head. And just, I hope it's not super ugly, but I'm waiting for Connor McDavid to snap. I got to say, though, answer the question. <laughs> that was a good question. Or it wasn't like a good question. Uh, it, it was, was a, a good, good question. question that was not asked properly. Exactly. It, it, it is a good question about the Oilers. And if it's a question that makes sense about the Oilers, if you're going to say it to your colleagues and you're going to throw it out there on either talk radio, television, whatever your podcast, YouTube thing may be of choice, and you got the captain of the Oilers right there, might as well bounce it off him. Should the Oilers be trying to win games 4-1 or 7-5? Because I have an answer to that question. What I do mean, you think? They should absolutely be trying to win game 7-5 for my yes. entertainment. <laughs> that, well, that's the only way they're going to win. If, if you say Oilers, should you be trying to win a game and one is in the number win or loss. Like you're not only scoring one goal and you're not only giving up one goal. So you might as well pick the other option. Sure. But like, it's a, it's a bad question in the sense that like, of course they're going to be trying to win. They're going to be trying to win games four to one, you know, like they're going to be trying to give up as few goals as possible. And like they're they're never going to be like, all right, this is going to be an insane game. Let's just try to outscore the opponent. That's not totally true, though. Like you can go into games with a game plan of just possession, not giving up any odd man rushes the other way. And like the Oilers famously, I I was going to say they don't care about giving up rushes the other way. If they do care about giving up rushes the other way, holy shit, they're worse than we thought. But you can go into a game and just be like, they're not getting anything going the other way. So you know what? We're not going to pounce. We're not going to step up in the play as much as we would normally have our defensemen do. The Oilers, though, I think aren't that team. They have to sell out. They got to go for broke. They got to figure we can score a million goals. We got to hope that we only let in 999,999. But at some point, like you, you, yeah, maybe that gives them the best chance to win during the regular season and whatever. But like at some point, if you got a brain, you, you realize that that's not going to hold up in the playoffs. You're not going to win game seven to five in the playoffs. And you know, you can make the case. Well, the Oilers aren't heading to the Cross playoffs. Right when you get now. to a baby. <laughs> right. But like, you know, I, I think that at some point the system needs to be fixed. And that would be like my answer as to 
why the Oilers should be trying to win games four to one because you have to learn how to play defense at some point. I got to say, if I see a four to one Oilers game at some point in the next month, I'm throwing my remote at the TV. Right. I don't want to not my Oilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you just got to you just got to phrase the question differently. Like, I, yeah. I feel like it's it's more about like a. Do you guys think you have a better chance of winning when you play a little more well, free flowing stuff like that, as opposed yeah. to trying to lock down defensively, as opposed to just asking the question from Spectre very much reminded me of the Adrian Dater question from when the abs got eliminated in the postseason a few years ago, when he was like, he stumbled over himself a bunch and was essentially like, do you think that the pressure is getting to you guys? Do you think you'd be better off just saying fuck it and going out there and trying to win? It's like, obviously, that's a bad question. Obviously, it's phrased poorly. And it's just like it reminded me of a team running into the same problems over and over again and then like kind of breaking a reporter's brain as they try to like shape a question differently. I will say, fortunately, I I had the fortune of not covering too many dead in the water teams. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for beat writers in general. The, being on a beat is a good time and you can get a lot of things done and get some fun stories. I feel so bad for beat writers of bad teams because there is only so many times that you can write the same thing or ask the same question. And I don't think that these people, I don't know Mark Spector, I don't think these people are going in there trying to be lazy, trying to regurgitate the same stuff. But how many fucking times can you say the same thing of this incredibly offensively talented team fucking sucks defensively? And if they don't score on their scoring chances, it's almost a guarantee something comical is going to go back the other way. Yeah, I don't know Spectre either, and I don't follow him super closely. uh, But I, I, I do know that the Edmonton media has a reputation of just like, kind of doing and saying some wild shit and they're seeing some wild shit man i'm not excusing it but i don't like i don't know how either of us would there is something in the water in edmonton though like with some of those reporters and and like the the stuff that i see come out written about that team and the things said about them And, and i saw like the the clip that we just played of the mcdavid interview and even without the context of who asked the question the first reply that i saw was Based on the question, this has to be Spectre. So he has a reputation that sort of precedes him. And I mean, I love that he asked it. I love that we got that clip. I love that we got the entertainment that we got after the fact because uh, Tim Peel went after Mark Spectre uh, on Twitter slash X last night after this whole thing happened. And boy, was was it entertainment. So we're going to... We're not going to reveal who else ends up coming in here. We're just going to, we'll start it with former NHL ref, Tim Peel, NHL ref and current. I cannot stress this enough. Current Twitter user, Tim <laughs> Peel tweeted. This is what happens when you call out an Edmonton reporter for asking Connor McDavid, if he'd rather win four to one an idiotic question. Of course they would. This is why some players don't want to play in Canada. Connor played his ass off tonight. Hashtag let's go Oilers. We'll, Bitchy move on Tim Peel's part <laughs> there, but uh, I will be. You're going to be Mark Spector. Mm-hmm. These are leaked DMs, by the way. These are leaked so DMs. Mark Spector cool came thing. after uh, after Tim Peel yeah. after he chirped him on Twitter. Went in the DMs and Mark Wait, Spector. To said, be clear, when you say leaked DMs, these were leaked by Tim Peel. Yes, like, yeah, Tim by Tim Peel Peel posted. Uh, Thanks for piling on, Tim. I'll remember that the next time you fuck up. Well, it's a stupid question. Of course they'd like to win 4-1. You refs have the balls never to have the never balls. have the balls to 
also, but the, the the font size on this is very very large. We'll did, get to that afterwards. Did somebody, t- okay, I thought you were complaining about not being able to see it, and I was like, no. did somebody say five times the last <laughs> two minutes have it ready on your phone? Your refs never have the balls to answer questions for your shit ass work, and you're critiquing me. Quit being so sensitive. Grow some balls, Mark. Never played the game. Been around it long enough to know horse shit ref when I see one, Tim. I've been very good to read for my whole 35, my whole career, 35 years. Thanks for noticing. You've always been a fucking fraud, buddy. (laughs) So that's Tim Peel and Mark Spector. Uh, Do you got to point out that uh, Tim Peel screenshotted and tweeted those things, which don't love the move of doing that. But I uh, also have to point out that Tim Peel has very large font size on his phone, which leads to the obvious joke. Right. His the eyesight's not eyesight so good. of an official. Well, if you thought that was it, and if, uh, and if you're saying, damn, I loved this reading, I wish there were more, good news, because <laughs> Sean will now be playing the role of Frank Saravalli. Hey, Tim, nice work tweeting private convos. Ah, that's right. You couldn't spell class if I spotted you the ASS. Paid any visits to berate teenagers and referee locker rooms recently? Remember that? Or did you drunk tweet it and delete like usual? Uh, uh, Tim Peel responded, Ah, that hurts, Frank. Crying laughing emoji. Your buddy Spectre has been in the business for 35 years. I'm sure he can fight his own battles. He messaged me because you guys want everyone else to be held accountable except yourselves when you ask ridiculous questions. No wonder players want out of Canada. I got to say, Tim Peel has really beaten this nobody wants to play in Canada <laughs> I thing hard. I love it. I absolutely. Canada, Canada is big uh, 50 cent meme. Why say fuck me for? <laughs> I got to say... Winners and losers of this whole thing. Tim Peel by far looks the worst. Uh, I don't know. Spectre seems very far up his own ass with some of those responses. Yes. Um, Yeah. Like I'm not a big fan of leaking DMs, but I'll tell you what. I uh, I like Tim Peel's turn into just being like an absolute shitster on Twitter. Well, he's like, people are gonna hate me. I'll give him something to hate. Right. Yeah. And and you can't get mad at Tim Peel for being Tim Peel. Right. And like I I love uh, just the battle of two of the most villainized people in, in hockey just going at each other and both kind of being horrible to each other and other people. Like I love Frank. Frank's Frank's my guy work with Frank a lot, him jumping in, throwing fuel on the fire. I know Frank can mix it up and be a little surly sometimes. So I'm, I'm loving every part of this. That's just a, nobody looks great, but it's so good for entertainment. There's something about media and I mean, we even saw this last week with the Carissa Thompson thing. Yeah. Where everyone has to fight and jump in it and prove that they're right and they know more than all. Like, not to go on a, not to get sidetracked or whatever, but like, we had people weighing in on the Carissa Thompson thing last week, being like, actually, if you think it's bad that a person admitted to lying on reports, uh, you're wrong. Right. And you don't get it. And I, I've been off like a beat for so long, but I remember when I was in the thick of that, every time I saw a tweet from another reporter, even if I was friends with that person, I just had something in a, and everybody else will admit to this. If they've been like a beat writer or whatever, they they have something in them where they're like, 
everyone else is wrong but me. Only I can be the voice of reason on this. And it ends up looking like what we just saw, which was a bunch of children fucking screaming at each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i been involved in a few Twitter spats back yes. in my day. I've calmed it down a little bit, and I think that I try to stay away from that stuff now. But it doesn't mean that I don't fucking love it when it comes out. Like It was a good read. <laughs> that, uh, that whole thing had big uh, this league energy to it. And I think the NHL needs more of that. Like, let's fucking mix it up in places that you wouldn't expect to see it be mixed up. So shout out Tim Peel. Much respect. We actually talk about that a bit with Seth Jones and Nick Foligno uh, coming up in just a minute. Uh, but first, I got to tell you, I was sipping on that Olipop yesterday. I had an entire can of it. Cracked it right open. Sucked it down to the face. Uh, you've got a cream soda. I did a lemon lime yesterday. Uh, Sean is turning into a can of grape Olipop at the rate he's going. Can't stop drinking the grape. Tongue permanently stained purple. Actually, it doesn't actually stain. That and that's the lie. thing. It's a, it's a, a grape lie. soda that doesn't make your face all gross. Mm -hmm. How many grape sodas can say that? I only know of one, and it's Olipop. They've also got the strawberry vanilla. They got the classic cola. They got the root beer. They have got just everything. They are so good, and it's a prebiotic soda. Not too much sugar in there. Five grams or fewer. It drinks like a soda. It feels like a soda. It's delicious. But it goes with, like, have you ever had a, I've never had, like, a Coca-Cola with my salad. That sounds ridiculous. It sounds yeah. weird. But... If you, I mean, you can get it at, uh, at like Sweetgreen, they carry it. You get your salad, grab an Olipop, it hits. It's delicious. So it goes with your snacks. It goes with whatever healthy thing you may be doing. It goes with everything. I want you to use the code CHAOS for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Or if you're in the neighborhood... Go to 22,000 stores. That's right. That's where they're at. All you got to do is go to 22,000 stores, and then you will have some Olipop. Drinkolipop.com. Here's Seth Jones and Nick Foligno of the Chicago Blackhawks. True or false, Seth Jones is a King of Queens guy. True. Love King of Queens. You're decreasingly online these days, social media-wise and everything, but did you see the Kevin James meme? I have not. Which one is that? It's just this. Have you seen it? No. People use it I'm for everything. It it's a picture of Kevin James, hands in his pocket, just looking up with those kind of classic Doug Heffernan eyes. And I was going to ask if you would use that as a goal celebration. Like, launch one from the point. Hands in pockets. <laughs> I got the score this year first, but then what we could talk about that after. Yeah, I like that you like that show though. I didn't know that. It's a great show. It's a great show. It's just it's just, it's like baseline. It's classic. Like you can't not like it. Yeah. Like a Seinfeld-ish. Like yeah. The father-in-law is the best though. Like, oh, Jerry yeah, the father-in-law. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, grandma. Nick. You were kind of brought here to be the Jerry Stiller for this team. You got so many kids on so many kids on the team. And obviously you've been a captain and you've been a leader, be it Columbus, Boston, wherever. What happens when you don't like a guy? They know. Really? <laughs> yeah. If I don't talk to you, that's not a good sign. And that's because he talks to everybody. <laughs> and that's their problem. Yeah. Right? It's their problem. Kevin, uh, there's a story of Kevin Garnett when he first got to Boston and he's kind of supposed to slide in Paul Pierce's team or whatever. Second practice goes up to Rajon Rondo and goes, I don't like you 
and I can tell nobody else here likes you, change whatever you're about <laughs> because no one here likes you. That's actually... I mean, you don't have to draw any names. Story. We'll cut KG, it out. But wow. anybody, anybody you've disliked the least? No. No? No. <laughs> Not that I can say on here. We'll no. cut it. It's Besides fine. me. No. Yeah. It's not really much many No, no I, I actually don't. I don't dislike people. I just, there's people that you know are going to, you're going to get something out of every night. And there's some guys you got to push, push along, but that's the way it goes. That's, that's the game. As an older guy and as like a leader, obviously you play a role on this team to kind of like shepherd in some of the younger guys. And, and you've been playing that role for a little bit. At what point in your career did you kind of like accept that and like, transition into not only taking responsibility for kind of taking care of yourself and performing but also kind of being that leader for those guys yeah uh i don't know when it actually happened um maybe that's a good thing maybe it was more organic than mm -hmm. than just forced sometimes it's like here's your role and you're like oh i'm not ready for that but i know in columbus we always had young teams i think we had a core that I was really proud of and we really grew something there. And, um, you know, so you're, you're excited about, you know, bringing guys into the fold and making them understand, okay, this is how we do things. And it just seemed to really work. And then as things kind of started to tether a little bit, I remember that was kind of the harder part is just, you know, making now is a lot of energy was exerted that way where it was just always trying to get guys. So I think maybe that just naturally happened where it was always trying to teach, teach, teach and bring guys in. And, and it just, you know, it, it can get tiring and it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. I really do. I love it. I, I love that you can come into a group and really try to make guys gel. Um, I think it's one of the beautiful parts of, of the game of hockey. There's so many guys coming from different parts of the world. And if you can find a way to get them all to come together and, and try to accomplish something, I think it's one of the best things, uh, especially when you see your team get better and better every week or every month. And um, so that's what I'm excited about doing here with, with Jonesy and the crew. There's been quite a bit of a attention paid to your relationship with Connor and kind of shepherding him into the league. Has there been any moment so far that you've been like, damn, this kid is really like 18 years old? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Like all, every day. Is it? Like, yeah, just like you try to have little conversations. Like, you know, I, I find I'm schooled outside of hockey, right? And so you bring up things. He had no idea who Pearl Jam was, no clue, which wow. just offended me. First time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that was pretty wild. Just even... You know, and you, and you realize, like, listen, when I was 18, I get it. I remember being obsessed with the game of hockey. Mm -hmm. And then as you kind of get in this league, you know, you learn from other guys and you get cultured a little bit. Oh, you know, you start to likes, dislikes. and um, But when you're coming up, all you think about is is hockey, hockey, hockey. That's Your dream is to get to the NHL. So you don't really think about what are my extracurriculars like. And so I have to remind myself of that because I even, you know, I'll ask him, like, what TV shows you watch? He's like... I watch sports and talk shows about sports. And I'm like, no oh. TV shows. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> no, it's all sports, no Netflix, it's all hockey. And, but, you know, some could take that the wrong way or it's like, no, I get it. I, when I was 18, man, I think I had the NHL on the fly on loop in my house, right? <laughs> like it's, that's just, you were consumed by it because you were so, like I was excited every day coming to the rink. Like this is the NHL, you know? Mm -hmm. So now as you've been in it, it's fun to maybe teach him, all right, well, it's important also to get away from it too. So it's it's neat that it's kind of that, that relationship. And, you know, he's a great kid. He really is. And, and for what he's had to deal with, I think we've both been impressed with how he's handled himself. And he loves being in the room. He really does. A lot does. of pressure on yeah. one single 18-year-old. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's crazy. He's I, handling it very well. Seth got to pull him into the film room and be like, sit down. That's Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> that guy there, Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stein. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. He's not going to be there forever, but you're going to love him. Yeah. He'd probably honestly think that's the worst show ever. Yeah. King of Queens. Yeah. He would probably, He'd be like, what's the point of this? He'd be like, this so, is not funny at all. Yeah. So we're sitting down with him, and you're, ta you're talking to a couple of ace interviewers, but we also 
see like a game in we've never seen the kid laugh. So like, how do we make how do we make Connor Bedard laugh? And that's not oh. in a like there's not a personality there because clearly he's super affable and he does so much to represent the game of hockey. But does he get with you guys when he's in the room loose? Does he like busting chops? Does he like having his own chops oh, yeah. busted? He, he does get loose a little bit. You kind of have to give it to him. You have to poke him a little yeah. bit, and then he'll start. Like today, he missed a couple couple passes in practice. He whiffed on a shot, and I was like, you have a couple pops last night? <laughs> Knowing that he didn't, obviously. Yeah. And he just looked at me. He's kind of hoping he did. Shook his head. I'm trying to get him to smile out there, but yeah. uh, he's... He does get going in the room a little bit. You just have to chirp the WHL up. too. Chirp the WHL. Yeah, he yeah. loves. It's, I don't. I don't. These guys chirp. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Best development yeah. league yeah. in the Come, world. Big Best brother comes his defense over yeah, here every I mean, time. Like, what the hell is that? Nick, you're an OHL guy. It is so funny that like best league. Yeah. In oh god, yeah. That in the Nick Foligno, Connor Bedard relationship that Bedard's the WHL guy, because although you're going to ride for your league, you've got way more WHL energy than like, <laughs> yeah, Connor yeah. will. Grind, dump it in, is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I like... Just a hard yeah, NHL fun. player, I get it. Get yeah. 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 He's not a soft yeah. guy. In the I've yeah. called you yeah. Jerry Stewart. We have like a fourth or fifth insult. I'm about to walk out here now. I was going to say, we're just seeing <laughs> yeah. how long it takes for yeah. you to just be like, I'm I actually this. thought I was a college guy more, but... No, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I always, I always give it to him, make him understand that. As unfortunately, as the league has gone on, it's gotten softer since I've left the OHL. But it's, it's good to see that the Dub is still the second best league in the. Does it help for you guys? I know that NHL involves so much projection, and if you're a first round pick, it's not like in say the NFL where you arrive the next day and you're supposed to be a Hall of Famer. But there is a burden to being the top prospect, to being the first round pick where even if there's a lot of good, you played with Patrice Bergeron, sweetest guy in the world, isn't crazy about doing media, but gladly does it because he wants to be a good ambassador for the mm -hmm. game and for his team. How do you do that when you're young, when you probably just want to fucking play games? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ever since, you know, even before the draft, I mean, this whole year he's played in the dub. I mean, it's probably been everyday media. And then the summer, the draft, you go to the finals, you know, if you're a top pick. Um, NHL has you doing things all over the place. He went to media tour. We went together to Vegas before the year. So every day has been media for him, and he just wants to get on the ice. He just wants to play hockey. But he also understands that it is part of it. It's part of the pressure. It's part of, you know, the city. Everyone wants to hear what you have to say off the ice. And, um, you know, he's one of the most, honestly, the most mature 18-year-olds in the position. Never complains yeah. about anything. He's never came in after an hour of media. I've been like, holy shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm. It's just it's straight. Impressive. I yeah, do. it's straight. Just <laughs> wants to play hockey. And he understands that people are going to ask things of him. And I think as he goes on, he'll start to understand some things he can say no to. And as you, you know what I mean, as you grow up a little bit, you kind of get that leniency. But, um, I mean, he's never... Never even batted like an eye to a to an interview or anything. You've said that uh, Connor McDavid is the hardest player you've played against, which tons of people will disagree with that. That guy <laughs> is whatever. But like, was there a moment with Bedard even before maybe the lottery where you're like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have one of those guys on my team." Yeah, I mean, it's generational. I mean, yeah. I, I you watch all his highlights from last year, and, and it's just incredible the moves he's making, the deeks he's making. I mean. His shot's unbelievable. Um, you know, it's 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 almost hard to put into words. What do you have? Like 160 points last year, 70 goals in 70 games. 
Well, juniors, he was unbelievable. So he's just really pushing expectation every time he steps on the ice. You're like, we're not so different. No. <laughs> yeah. That's why we connected. So yeah. well, you you had 70 like, pims and 70. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, I, like I mentioned the, the first round pick thing. And obviously, like, even from year to year, first overall doesn't necessarily equal first overall with the same hype and everything. But like, you were there to an extent of like going through the draft process, mm-hmm. being the big name, getting everybody being all excited about you. There's got to be a wealth of information that you have of like, hey, this part of it is real. Yeah. This part, don't fucking listen, right? Yeah. No, I think so. I think it's it. I think you have to come to that on your own, though, too, right? As much as people tell you, I think you have to experience mm-hmm. it, and that's the only way. And that's what's hard is like you're trying to help a kid, who honestly none of us have had this experience, but do have experiences within the league that first year of like, all right, it's a hard league, you know. Don't don't forget like there. Every guy has been a great player and come into a team and found his role, but. They've all either been the top players in whatever junior team they come from, top players uh, players from whatever college team they've come from. So, you know, you can't disrespect the league either and just think you're going to step in and be be unbelievable. Even Connor McDavid, they all have to find their way at, at certain points. Don't get me wrong, they've dominated. Sid dominates, but so will Connor as he gets to go. But you gotta you gotta respect the league too. And I think that's something that I was always taught when I came in was like respect the league. It's it's you know you are very privileged, and I think that if you have that, if you have that that gratitude when you play and that joy. And it's amazing how you can kind of find your way through all the hard parts because there are there's going to be hard parts no matter how good you are there is there's there's lulls and seasons there's guys are targeting you you're not sure how to do that you got world class defensive forwards playing against you that you've never had before right so I think that's what's neat for him is he's learning the the game and learning the game within the game and you know it's fun for us to be able to give him those little tidbits of information as we go but I remember that I had great veterans around me to help me and. You know, you're trying to be that now because you realize what we're working towards. You know, it's the goal of, of trying to win. And if you can help one of your best players become that player, your team's only going to benefit. From I love that his first goal was on a wraparound yeah. because for a young guy, <laughs> yeah. anywhere around the house, like corner near the net, it's understandable. Like people are waiting for you to go anywhere near there so they yeah. can kill you. And he's just uh, too. Yeah, he's not good. afraid. He yeah. goes right. Like, yeah. I love that. He attacks middle. We talk about that all the time. Like, that's to me a sign of a good player. You watch him. Like, he never tries to go wide. Like, he's going through. He's going through. And, you know, you get nervous sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep but your he, head up. Yeah. He's real aware of his surroundings, right? Like, it's impressive. And those are the, what great players do. You never see Connor. I mean, he can go wide because he can just go wide and it's embarrass you. Role, but. Yeah. You see a lot of the great players, they, they take middle ice as soon as they can. And that's, there's I, a reason I, for I it. love that the definition of perfect player is like changing and expanding from year to year. Like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, it was like Datsuk or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah. there's obviously it's training, it's nutrition, it's human evolution and everything. But just like the things that a complete player can have mm-hmm. are just it's wild now anyway yeah. uh i mean it's been years since we've gotten best on best for uh for international mm-hmm. if we had a tournament tomorrow whether it's the olympics world cup whatever what chances do you give the usa versus everybody else well yeah. i mean i'm us so yeah. Um, yeah i would say hi i think our forwards are top notch right now cool. the defense we have um you know hughes you have uh, matthews i mean it's crazy and then back end slavin Carlson, Fox. I mean, you, I think we're, GM, I think we're pretty loaded. <laughs> you're putting the team you together. Put yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help. I'll help. Put yeah. your name in there. Too. Uh, yeah, my, I'm in there. Yeah. Put your name in there. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I like the U.S. right I'll now. I know Canada's kind of dominated the, the stage when it comes to best on best, but right now I think the U.S. has a lot of good young players and kind of entering their prime too. Uh, and 
we can definitely compete. Do you want it as bad as everybody else does? Because I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know the last Olympics, it. it was everyone was so bummed. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID kind of ruined it all, and uh, we weren't able to go to China. But I know everyone wants it. You know, World Cup was kind of a teaser. Uh, that was, was awesome. that was one of the best things I've ever done in my career. I wanted That's to ask you about that. He was obsessed. I was obsessed. So was I. So was I. I mean, that was like, Johnny Hawk. That was the most fun it was, team to watch. It was insane. Your under twenty three team or whatever. We that were was? so choked. That we was insane. Two and one, and we didn't make the the semis. Yeah. I think the game versus Sweden was like maybe the best game that I've McKinney, ever watched yeah, in like the last was, ten years. Like McKinnon goal was unbelievable. It's crazy to be out there in practice too. Just like. The whole your fourth line center was Kachuria. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> at 23, I mean, they had some of the best uniforms that we I've had, ever yeah, seen. Do you care about uniforms too. at all? John Gibson was in that. Yeah, everyone yeah. does. Yeah, I, th I think the Blackhawks have the best uniforms. Oh, They're yeah. so fucking good. They're, They're just sick. classic. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I love them. Well, I mean, Portland too. Like, yeah, you, the same jersey twice. in Portland. Yeah. I've had it twice now. Yeah. yeah. It is funny though, like people that are from outside of the states have this like idea of Americans that they're all just like slobs and do all this stuff. But like the four of us, I think, like can show that like we're all well conditioned and professional athletes, 100%. and I think that we <laughs> can kind of can show that that's wrong. Got to ask about your dad, uh, Popeye, and mainly that now he's a coach, of course, for the Denver yep. Nuggets. Congratulations, world to champ, him. world, world champ. champ. What was that run like for you? Like, do you know Nikola Jokic? Do you know any of those guys? Uh, I, I was able to meet him, actually. Uh, I went to game three in Miami uh, in the finals. And so I was able to meet him. Uh, a couple of the other guys after the game, they ended up winning that game big. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of knew. I mean, they were just superior. I mean, Jokic, their bench was unbelievable. They were Jamal so Murray. deep this year. Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. When he's playing, when he's averaging 25 in the playoffs, they're practically unstoppable. Hmm. Um, What's a better parade performance, Jokic or Alex Ovechkin? I, I think Ovechkin's got to have like the best parade performance. I think I think Ovi took the cake on yeah, that. Yeah, you think so? Jokic just wanted to go home. He didn't even want to go at first, and then he was at the parade, and he was like, "I don't want to fucking go home." This yeah, he's like, "Wait, when's the parade? Thursday? <laughs> uh, should be home by then, actually." You guys are sleeping on Tom Brady trying alcohol for the first time. Remember <laughs> when they? That was that was nice. Through the Lombardi trophies, that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah on the boat. Oh uh, he almost unreal. dropped it, which yeah. would be uh, so confident. Incredible. He mentioned Ovechkin. Who is the Nikola Jokic of the NHL? Initially, I thought it might be Chara when he played. Yeah. But Chara. Same size. Chara, like, same, same size. size yeah. But Chara, that's like a careful, I mean, you know, a carefully curated, yeah. like, All I am going to look exactly like this. Yeah. Jokic, I think, is more like. It doesn't matter what I am, I win. Mm -hmm. So is that Ovechkin? Is that like who is that in the NHL? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, my dad says a Jokic. He doesn't work out. He he barely does, he doesn't even play basketball in the summer. <laughs> he barely picks it up. So I don't really know a player. I mean, sounds like pasta. That's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> suck know, it, suck it, pasta. Suck it. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, actually? How about Kessel? Because yeah, he's like I guys won three sense. cups. Three cups. Yeah. Oh, all dude, all I love this. The only thing, I, I'll, I'm a, I love, Phil's wild, but I play with him 16. He's actually stronger than people realize. I know what he looks like, but that guy, his legs, I mean, he could squat easily. The Iron Man. So that, that, that's he's why insanely I love strong. Phil Kessel and why he's kind of like Jokic, where you're like, that doesn't make sense. Jokic, physically, you look at and you say, yeah. that makes sense, but like how he's he like gets there. He's like far more strong, Jokic yeah. is. Yeah, right, like, but like Kessel, that he looks like that, and was routinely one of the best skaters in the NHL yeah. makes wild. hockey the insane thing that uh, that it is. 
the NHL in like the culture around the NHL and hockey in, in general is like preaches humility and team first. And then when you look at the NBA, it's very star driven. And also it's just like an insane circus for most of the, the year. Is there anything that you look at with the NBA and like wish that it would kind of translate to the NHL and hockey? Like the when it comes to like media attention or when it comes to just like the sport in general. In like yeah, so like those guys go at each other on Twitter. Like they don't we care a lot about what we say and how we're portrayed is the difference. I mm. feel like they don't care. They'll say whatever they want in the media. If they win a game, they'll say it was all me tonight. Which <laughs> we would never say that. It's always I mean, team it first. Like it's just a different a lot of culture. Times it is you. Talking to Seth Jones. Yeah. It's just a different culture. I don't know. It's I remember there was not. a there was a player with the team who uh, tipped a shot, and it would have been the person who shot its hat trick goal, and oh, I heard went to stuff. the ref after and was like, "Hey, like you make sure I got that." Who's and that? I know who it is. He's is, that, is this on? Oh yeah, I heard this story. Mm -hmm. And he was there maybe another year and a half or whatever. But from that moment. He was gone. I feel like that shit, not to say that it's the worst thing in the world or it's totally okay, but I feel like something that's like, hey, like I wanted this stat or whatever could be understood because maybe th the next night the other guy's gonna do that. But yeah. shit like that in hockey is- I mean, Ricky Davis put a, put so a shot hard. on right. his own I, I net just, to get a triple-double. Yeah. <laughs> he literally did. I, was yeah. say, like, I think the only difference with our sport is you need everyone to win. Yeah, Such a team I don't game. mean that, like I know the NBA, like they have their, but like, you can some some, nights, LeBron, some guy get, goes on fire game, and right. he can win the game. Right? 50 like, points. Yeah, just, 50, 60 like points. You can play 100% of the game. And you too. can't take it from him. You, you can't go hit him and take the ball. You know, like, like you get our team, like in our, in our league, if you don't have every guy contributing or at least a line or it's so it's just, it's so much different because it really isn't you. I think you just realize that. Like, yeah, okay, I went off. I had two goals or three goals, but the passes that you got maybe were backdoor tap ins. And you know, mm -hmm. like, I'm not getting that without that pass. So. Mm -hmm. It, there's so much left to like your your teammates. There's just so much that you're just appreciative. Like goalie, he might have a shutout. The team blocked 47 shots in front of him, right? Yeah. And yeah, we're giving him a ton of credit. And then there's some nights where he bails you out too, and yeah. you're like, you we do you did win us the game. A lot of nights those guys are the ones that should go off on us. They should be the ones. Yeah, it was all me tonight, or mm -hmm. these guys sucked, you know. But I think that's where the difference is. Is this we you really do need everybody to win? I mean, you look at Connor McDavid, he 150 points. I mean, he's I mean, he's practically LeBron of the league right now yeah. when it comes to just taking over a game by himself, five points a night, and I mean, it's not an automatic cup. Like Play, you know, LeBron's he, automatic finals. Yeah. He also has like it's, the third best player in the world. Yeah, he's playing with hockey. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. But it it just goes to show you, it doesn't guarantee you, you anything. You still need a bunch and, of other guys yeah. to win. Yeah. So I think that's why it's it's. But I'd like to like see some more pettiness sometimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably. I would love to like call out other players or other. Marshy, you know? yeah, he's, yeah, like he's it, really the yeah, only Marshy's guy. Marshy's actually yeah. kind of, it kind of gets you into the fire a little bit. Like mm -hmm. Marshy will yeah. chirp a team or chirp a fan base, and you go in there and you're like, all he's right, we got the whole time, and we got to back this guy up. You know, I mean, so, uh, that that sort of stuff is good yeah. for the league too. Like Agreed. heels are good for the league. Yeah. Like yeah. brings people in. Yeah. I mean. I heard you in an interview say that like you don't really like care about teams in the NBA, but like you'll watch the stars. Oh, and yeah, yeah. that I feel like the NBA is largely driven by that with like name brand recognition. So like I feel like the, the NHL could benefit from and, that and sort they, of freedom. And they push drama too. Right. I mean, yeah. guys ask for trades. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm playing with a bunch of scrubs. Like they and they'll play it a thousand times. 
so that it's all over the news all day every day. James Harden Even shows though, up like, James 40, Harden. 40 pounds more. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what's fucked is like we're the problem too, the media and fans, and this is good. Like obviously hockey is doused in humility, yeah. empathy, and I love that. You see that with the pride tape stuff and everything. But in the NHL, if a player demands a trade, most of us react with like, oh, is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like shit, like is it a family thing or yeah. whatever? And if so, like, let's get you right, buddy. Yeah. Which is awesome. But yeah. in the NBA, there's like uh yeah. Hey, I'd like to be traded. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, and then yeah. it's oh, or it's yeah. like it's like Damian Lillard. Please request a trade. Yeah, Get out of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. they're begging him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you guys are gonna be good for a long time. You rock for sitting down with us. No, we really thanks, appreciate guys. it. Yeah, Big thanks catching a lot. up. Thank you. Every time Nick Foligno scores, we will be showing him hitting. The Heffernan. <laughs> I love that. Not, I, I still want Seth Jones to score. And those guys rock. Oh, they yeah. just absolutely cooked. There wasn't a fake answer in all that. That was a real ass conversation. So mm-hmm. that rocked. Those yeah. guys are great. Uh, discussed in there, you asked Seth Jones about potential World Cup of Hockey stuff. He clearly I, seemed interested. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my favorite part of the interview was seeing Seth Jones. Being as excited about TNA and being as like sentimental about TNA as it just it makes it warms my heart so much to know that like at least one guy on that team loved that team and being part of it as much as I oh you mean Felino even was saying like that was the coolest team in the world I remember at the time when teams came back because that was preseason when like training camps and everything started up after all the players would talk about that. They were like, did you watch that term? That, that was insane, right? Even yeah. like young guys who weren't on that team, were like that was so cool. So everybody, whether they were on the teams or not on them, were obsessed with them. Uh, it's transitions well into uh, World Cup of Hockey being discussed for February 2025. Technically, it's not the World Cup it, of Hockey. Yes. It's, uh, it's, we, we, well, it's in, extremely technically not. Well, yeah, but like it's all, yeah, very, very true. But yeah, I, I like the rumors that we talked about a week or so ago, we were ta- saying like World Cup of Hockey returning in 2025. Now it appears that it's just going to be like, uh, like a dwarfed version of the World Cup of Hockey. Four teams, uh, right now, US, Canada, Sweden, and Finland are being reported as the four teams. Uh, no Russian involvement due to geopolitical issues. Obviously, everything that's going on with Russia, we can talk about that. Um, it's going to be, it's reported that it's going to be a week-long event held in February of 2025, which is in season during the NHL season. NHL is going to take a break and pause games for about a week. Some of the games may be held overseas in Finland. This is all r- reportedly right now, but that's what it sounds like it's going to be, which like, are you happy about that? Like, is that enough to satisfy you as an international, as a person who's wanting international hockey? And two, does it surprise you? Does it bother you that there's no Russian involvement? Uh, I'll choose my words carefully. I invite this idea to suck my dick from the back, as they say. (laughs) I hate this. This is horrible. If it's only four teams... Leave Russia out of it, which they are leaving Russia out of it. I'm saying leave Russia out of the conversation. So there's no, if you don't have a general Europe team, you don't have Leon Leon Dreisaitl because you weren't going to have a team Germany. You don't even have like... You're missing so many good players. David Pasternak and Leon Dreisaitl wouldn't be in this tournament. 
then it's not an international tournament because you don't have two of the best players in the world. Get out of here. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's such a... Just make it a Canada versus US thing. Right. Then. It's such a do bare like a, minimum thing. Do a seven-game showdown between US and Canada and... Like, that's really all anybody wants to see That's anyway. all you would get out of this. Right. Yeah. Or, like, North I, I America want... versus the world. I would Even love that. Even that. Do something, or do North America versus the world. Something like that. That's what you just said, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, you said, I, mean, I thought you said America versus oh, the no, world. No, yeah. No, screw the Canadians. Just America versus <laughs> Europe. Yeah. I think, like, at best, it's going to make people excited about 2026. Like just to get like a little bit of taste, but I don't think that there's any any chance that anybody comes away satisfied by what they get from this, and that that bums me out. Imagine being a, I mean, U.S. would be pretty stacked, but imagine being a pretty good Finnish player going back to your NHL team and having the best player on your team say. So how was that tournament? Right. I was I wasn't invited. Wasn't invited. I didn't get to yeah. play. Bad idea. Yeah. Don't do it. Like we all want to see best on best, but but that involves like the best players from each country. Like you can't leave out half of like the world. Do or more than half the world. Whatever. Also, like, the goaltending is just gonna be fascinating. Like half the best goaltenders are Russian. That's, That's a true. good point. Russia's, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's going to be cool to see if assuming this happens, it's going to be cool to see like USA, what USA finally looks like with these best players, what Canada finally looks like with these players. But again, you're not, you're not opening it up. And it's just, even if you win that tournament, the argument, it's like not going to really mean anything. Cause the argument's going to be, well, you didn't play a ton of teams. I would only watch select games of that. Here, well, like, right. Not a Bruins podcast, but I would assume you'd get a pretty good chance you'd get Allmark versus Swayman. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Is Jeremy Swayman the best American goaltender right now? I mean, now? he's got to be up there, right? I'd say he's definitely he's probably in the Hellebuck? conversation. Yeah, right. It's down to... I'd probably go Hellebuck. But I mean, but he's going to be got, in rotation. Yeah, right. be on the roster at the very least. Uh, very uh, sad lack of hug or a really awkward hug. Hellebuck and Swayman would that that'd be a meaty hug. <laughs> I don't think that like I think it would be weird to see Swayman hugging another. Because Hellebuck's goalie. like Hellebuck's kind of like got it like that. I mean, <laughs> more looking, so than Olmark. Looking at just like obviously only a handful of games have been played, but like best Americans by save percentage right now are Demko and Gibson. And then oh, I didn't even think about Otter. And then Otter. Oh shit! Yeah, Swain may not even make that. And then team. Joseph Wall. So like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not throwing Wall on that. And then roster. Joey Decord. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it would probably end up being, if I had to guess, it would be uh, like Ottinger. Um. Yeah, I, I and even Demko. I think like the way Demko is playing right now, Demko would probably be in high consideration. Wow, I was wrong. Uh. Linus Olmark and Connor Hellebuck are the exact same size. Wow. They're both 6'4". Linus Olmark weighs 215 pounds. Connor Hellebuck weighs 216 pounds. So that would be... You think Hellebuck was a little beefier? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'd be like a one-for-one one swap. He's which, definitely scarier. Yeah. Hellebuck's got, got a little scariness to him. Not that Olmark doesn't. He's got like that quiet intimidation, 
But Hellebuck looks like a like a killer. I think Lena Solmark more uh more Raptor and Hellebuck more T Rex. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Although I think Olmark would tell you that he's probably a little more T Rexy. Because he would say Rawr. He would say Rawr. By the way, the listeners of or the subscribers to that podcast or that to that uh, playlist are just going up and up and up. And I know. Up. I wish there was like the tenacity of subscribing to our YouTube page, like there is the subscribing to Linus Olmark's RAR page. Yes, please. I, I've meant to do this while listening right now. If you're watching this live or if you're listening to wherever, just now you're still going to be hearing all the things that you're hearing. Press the buttons. Yeah. Subscribe. Get on there. I think that our... Where's the notification gang at? I'm surprised by... We're doing well and growing it well numbers-wise across all mediums. I'm surprised with the low number of five-star reviews we have. Yeah, five-star. Like, we're double digits still there. Hit us on Spotify. Hit us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get. Um, But, yeah, uh, not not super excited about the upcoming uh, four-team... Four Nation, whatever you want to call it. I wonder what they're going to call it. Let's uh, the NHL in-season tournament. Would you rather just be... Because I'm assuming it would replace the NHL All-Star Game. Isn't that what they normally do with the Olympics? No, because the All-Star Game is typically in January. Or like the last... So maybe it would be. But like uh, this is scheduled for February, the week after the Super Bowl, I think. I'd be surprised if they did both. Because that's what they normally for the Olympics... Right, do the Olympics well, instead of the All Star. They'll game, require right? they they require participation in the All Star game if you get elected to the All Star game. I wonder if they'll allow players to opt out if they're also hmm. involved in this. Um, because like to take away the All Star game and to take away uh, some people's options to participate in this tournament for like a dry sidle or whatever, I think they they would probably want to offer one, something. I would. I would opt out because uh, this is a it's a stupid idea. <laughs> oh, I was gonna I'd ask say, oh, if you man, would. I would. It's was, just this is so dumb. If this is still, would you rather this than an All Star? Like, is it good enough to be to replace an All Star game, or would you rather just have the NHL All Star Weekend over something? Oh, like I mean, this? I uh, maybe we'll go and stuff, and maybe we could have a fun time there. I've got no use for the NHL All Star. Really, game I love the All Star game. Uh, it's like a it's, get nothing I, out of it. I love it. Uh, it's just like I love the the looseness of it and how. It's kind of like a reset for a lot of guys. They have fun. If it's in a good location, it's a great uh, event to attend. Big all-star game guy. Uh, Quickly, we got to squeeze in uh, an update in helmets because the Canucks wore matte black helmets last night. And here's the thing about them. They looked awesome. Yeah, they really did. That is a sick look, brother. Uh, They're the second team in this month to debut matte black helmets. Don't say who the other one is. Sean can say, I'll give him the honor. No. We just just pissed Sean off. Don't don't the Arizona Coyotes. Don't don't give them the satisfaction. The Arizona Coyotes wore matte black helmets before the Coyote Canucks talk, did. baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the Canucks looked awesome with the. They always look awesome in the skate, but throwing that matte black on top of the skate was awesome. Great I did look. find it pretty rude that they wore the skate versus the San Jose Sharks because. They always play like way more intimidating. They look way more intimidating. They play like bullies when they wear the skate. To do it against San Jose felt a little bit mean, uh, but they looked awesome and also looked awesome. Quinn Hughes. 
uh, as usual. I want to get a matte helmet for the the set. How great would that There's be? There's not a lot of like matte helmet or not a lot of like helmet merchandise. You can't really like just go out and buy a helmet. But I feel like it would be very easy to paint a helmet. I was going to say matte. you could just get a helmet and then you got to get the stickers from somewhere. But right. We could we, we'll find out who the sponsors are. Get the branding on there. By the way, Matt Brown would have been the perfect solution to your brewing. That's helmet. a good that's a good point. Mm. The Matt Brown helmet uh, also would have just looked sick with those uniforms. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the NHL is allowing teams to just do random jersey crap on the fly now. That's so right. Maybe the, uh, rules the Bruins, are there are no rules. The Bruins maybe be debuting a Matt Brown helmet in the uh, near future. Also, uh, tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking quite a bit more about Quinn Hughes, yep, I believe. We'll talk about Quinn Hughes. We'll, uh, tomorrow's episode will be our U.S. Thanksgiving episode where we talk about where the teams are at U.S. Thanksgiving or kind of the day before U.S. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because there's no games Tuesday, but there are games on Wednesday. This league, three stars. Uh, you want to shout out uh, Spider-Man? No, Batman. I'm into Batman now. Uh, big Batman guy. Been watching, watched all the movies recently. Uh, you know, the, I went through the Christopher Nolan trilogy again. You ever watch the old ones? No, I, I got to go back. But I'm, I'm right now. I'm in the midst of doing a Batman the animated series. Re, uh, watch, rewatch. I watched it as a kid. It was completely wasted on me. I tweeted about this the other day. Like the production quality of Batman the animated series is insane. Uh, the animation's great. The story's great. The writing's great. You'll appreciate this. You know who does the soundtrack? Uh, Danny Elfman. Yes, and it's unbelievable. He does all the Batman shit. Does he really? He did uh, like the first two movies. Okay. Uh, Yeah, the soundtrack is unbelievable. Uh, Batman the Animated Series, highly recommend if you haven't tapped into it. I know there's probably a lot of like, I'm too old for cartoons. I'm too cool for cartoons. You're not. Batman rocks. Batman the Animated Series I mean, I'm watching Letterkenny right now, and that's the most cartoony shit I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Fair. But it's live action. It's got real people. Uh, I got to give a star. Well, with automatic stars, Nick Foligno and Seth Jones. Uh, Emerald Fennel, because I saw the movie Saltburn, which is coming out. And the only thing I had heard about Saltburn was holy shit salt burn and i was like i'll be the judge of that and as i was watching it i was like well damn if this isn't a holy shit type of movie i tweeted after every person who has emerald fennel's phone number is going to text her bruh at some point in the next month because it is an outrageous movie yeah a lot of people are going to see it because they're going to see barry keoghan is in it and you'd be like, oh, I love that young man. He yeah, was Barry so Keoghan. nice. I don't know if people are in agreement on this, but Barry Keoghan, very hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got like a bit of a cartoonish nose, which I'm allowed to say because I have a cartoonish nose. Uh, but yeah, he's very handsome. He's got a great body. But like uh, Jacob Elordi is the uh, the co-star there. Jacob Elordi. Like, I did not know who that was. I was I was, t- he, I was taken with him. Breath. Breathtaking. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's a very attractive person. I think that like everybody, he's like the more mainstream hot guy in that movie. Yeah. But Barry Keoghan, don't sleep on him. Well, you don't. This may contain spoilers. You do not see what's that other man's name? Jacob Elordi. You don't see Jacob Elordi's penis in this movie. You see Barry Keoghan's penis. Boy, do you see Barry Keoghan's penis? Okay. Do you know if it's prosthetic or is it full natural dong? I don't know. I kept requesting 
pause in the, 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 the <laughs> yelling screener. up to the projectionist. Uh, yeah, it's like excuse Enhance. me, I'm trying Enhance. to review this <laughs> film. Not gonna be able to, but it's a crazy movie. More I impressive or least uh, less impressive than uh, Miles Garrett's penis. Talk about that this week. Less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a wild movie. I liked it a lot. I'm not recommending it to anybody because if you recommend that movie to somebody, they're going to be like, well, what the fuck was that shit? Now I have all these nightmares about all these things. So I'm just not going to have that hanging over me. But it's a crazy ass movie. Also forgot to shout out uh, to give belated birthday shouts to Patrick Kane yesterday. Oh, true. We are now two days removed from his 35th birthday. So he's going to pick a team at some point, they tell me. Yeah, because he's hitting old age. That's right. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with U.S. Thanksgiving talk. We're going to break down all the teams that are currently in playoff position and say which will be there come season's end. Join us tomorrow on What Chaos. Bye-bye. Toodaloo.